Hey guys, welcome back to Financial Flex with Lex, where we change the way we talk about money. You guys, I literally feel like I'm living in some kind of weird movie right now. What is happening? I feel so blessed to be able to have a job where working from home is a possibility, but John is a flight attendant, so we're making sure he's taking all of the necessary precautions. I know that it's a very anxiety-inducing time for so many people right now, but just remember that you're doing all that you can do right now, so stay safe and be kind to others. It's very important. With so many people worrying about money, I've seen people mention the benefits of having a side hustle, which this is my personal opinion. I really don't think anyone should be condemning anyone for not having an emergency fund, not having a side hustle. Like right now is not the time to do that. Like people are trying to just make it through another day. So no time for shaming. But Um, I have seen people mention the benefits of having a side hustle and it's kind of ironic because a few weeks ago I was talking to John about trying to balance a full-time job while also having a side hustle and I was just talking about like how is it even possible and it spawned the idea of a new series all about side hustles. So for the next couple of weeks I will be talking to several different people who have full-time jobs as well as side hustles. So on today's show we have Michaela Carter founder of A Dash of Michaela. By day, she works at Georgia Tech in the communications department, and by night, she's running A Dash of Michaela. We talk about 9 to 5 shaming, actually liking your 9 to 5, and so much more. As always, if you enjoy this episode, please be sure to give it a 5-star rating and review. Let's see if we can get up to 15 um, 5-star reviews. That would be awesome. Okay, enough of me begging for positive reviews. Let's get into today's episode. My name is Michaela Carter. I am based in Atlanta, Georgia. I've been here for almost eight years this year. It'll be eight years for me. Um, I'm currently working with both a full-time job and I have my side hustle. Um, I work at Georgia Tech um, as a communications officer for the Division of Student Life. And I also am a blogger on the side. I have my um, business, which we'll talk about a little bit more. Um, And so my passions are definitely just writing, helping others through mentoring, um, writing things for them, and just anything like that, giving inspiration to people. Um, So that is about it for me. That's awesome. So you mentioned that your 9 to 5 is um, working in the communications department at Georgia Tech. So how long have you been in that role? So I've actually only been there since June of last year. So this is a pretty new role for me. Um, But I am with the Division of Student Life Communications. um, So it's been pretty great so far, but I'm still a newbie. (laughs) I'm enjoying it. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so can you um, just give a little bit more background and info about your side hustle? Yes. So my blog, which I started about five years ago, is called A Dash of Michaela. And basically, I just started off just slowly with the blog and writing inspirational posts. I also was freelancing, doing some things on the side as far as like social media management um, writing things for people. I know I worked with my Nana's political campaign, helping her with her social media. Also, just people asking me to do different things here and there, dealing with writing or social media or their brand or just making graphics here and there. So 
I decided that since this is a passion of mine to help people with their brands, their campaigns, their businesses, and things like that, that I would start an actual writing studio where I can offer these things. So the main focus is writing, but I dabble in a little bit of design here and there. But um, I call it like a digital writing studio, online writing studio, um, where I offer written content such as newsletter copy, website content, press releases, news, um, social media content, things like that. So basically anything that somebody needs to have written out, I do all of those things. That sounds so awesome. So it basically started off as, you know, just your blog and then eventually it kind of morphed into like you said your digital writing studio because you realize like hey I'm pretty good at all this stuff like why not just create an actual side hustle out of it absolutely so I had the name I had the website and everything and I should be doing more to monetize my website instead of just having the blog here and I knew I was already doing this for you know freelancing and also even just doing favors for people so I was like why not just turn this into my business, host it on my website since it's already there, and just use it under my name since I already have that name and it's relevant to what I'm doing because you're adding a dash of Michaela to your business, <laughs> like a little corny <laughs> thing. <laughs> so yeah, it just kind of worked out that way for me. I'm still a student, so I had the um, student discount for Squarespace, which I think was about $96 a year, mm-hmm. and it only went up to about, I'm say, $144 a year now for me, or almost $200 a year um so that was the cost of my website and then when i actually started my business i already had like um, different business cards but i just paid for some new ones to be more focused on my business which didn't cost that much it was less than fifty dollars um i also hired a graphic designer to create a new logo for me and a brand guide to change the colors on my website which wasn't expensive either i think that was a fifty dollar package and so I did all of these things um, last year to kind of revamp my website. But since I did it myself, I didn't have to pay for a website designer for mm-hmm. me. Um, and I would say the other main cause I remember was having to get Adobe Suite recently. Because, um, like I said, when I started everything on my site, I was a student. So I was still using, like, my student email to get all the free stuff from Georgia State. That's where I graduated from. So would you recommend for someone who's like, you know, interested in starting, um, you know, their business online, would you recommend for them to try to kind of, you know, figure things out themselves and try to save as much money as they can before going out to hire someone? Or should they just hire someone right off the bat to do um, whatever it is they want done? Yeah, I think it's definitely depending on your comfort level. So I had a little more time to kind of play around with things because when I first had my website, it was just a blog. So this was something that was a hobby for me, so it was fun for me to play around with the design. I know some people starting a business, they don't have time to have fun and play around with a website or to create their own logo because I did create my first logo, and all of those things were just fun. I was just a college student looking for an outlet, And so I know people are like, well, I have a family or I'm a little bit older and 
I need to get this business off the ground right away. Mm-hmm. So definitely if you have a little bit of a skill set, because I didn't have a lot, but I had just a creative mind and I was able to read the directions on how <laughs> to do certain things <laughs> on the website. So if you have just a little bit of the creativity and the time, definitely try yourself to save some money because it's worth it. Um, I see amazing websites that I would love to have eventually, so I'm definitely going to revamp it again and actually have a designer come in, but that's me later now that I've actually made money from my business. But if you definitely have that time to play around, do it. If not, I would say invest in getting it done for yourself Um, because it can be frustrating when you don't really have that time or you're not as creative when it comes to, you know, creating websites and logos and things like that. Like some people are just not, you know, the types who want to do that. So if you're not, I definitely recommend investing in it because it's an investment that's going to bring you a return and it's definitely worth it. And I do just want to say I had the chance to check out your website and it is, it's, it's really nice. I was like, oh, wow, this is like super nice. So, (laughs) So yeah. You touched on this just a little bit. You've been taking, you know, Adasha Michaela like super seriously for, you know, the past couple of years now. So have you started to um, see any revenue generating from Adasha Michaela? Yeah, um, definitely. So before it was even a business, I was doing some sponsor posts here and there and I was seeing some revenue in that space. But it wasn't a lot to really turn a profit, so it was just, like, something fun I would do. But since the business, I would say specifically this year, I have seen some revenue. Um, I definitely was making my business more of my focus this year and Mm -hmm. making it my goal to get more clients. And so that has been manifesting for me. So, yes, I have. Um, So would you say, like, if someone were to ask you, oh, hey, Michaela, like, how long did it take for you to finally turn a profit? You would say about two or three years in? Um, yeah, so with a dash of Michaela overall, yes, about two to three years in. Um, but with my actual writing studio, I would say since I launched it last July, I believe, was the actual launch of the writing studio, it did take me some months. Um, I didn't really start to see a profit until this year sometime, like literally within the last month. Um, (laughs) Because, you know, when you're starting a business, obviously you have these costs, you have um, things that you're trying to do, and you're just making money basically, but it's not really doing anything or building. So I'm now at the point where I'm starting to see some building going on and um, just seeing some more revenue generated from my business. But Mm -hmm. it did take a while because last year, I took a bit of a pause from the business, like, right after I launched it because life happened. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that happens sometimes. Right. But that I've been back full for. So it did take a few months. But overall, for Dash and Kayla, I would say two to three years. Okay. It's definitely not something where, like, you start it and, like, two months later, boom, you're making all of this money. It definitely takes some time. It definitely does. Um, Because one thing is I'm one person. I'm a one-man team. So... Mm -hmm. I can't take as many clients as I would love to, so there's a limit there. And I'm also just now getting started, so my pricing isn't super heavy because I'm still trying to build my portfolio. My portfolio, even though I have like years of experience with freelancing, I'm still trying to build my brand as like a business owner and kind of get that brand identity built there. Um, so that's taking a little bit of time, and I could raise the prices. I could say, oh, let's take a bunch of clients right now but I know I would overwhelm myself and I probably would not be as successful 
So I am, it's not one of those things where you're just going to pop up, especially if you don't have a team of people behind you working with you. I would say unless, you know, a miracle came down, (laughs) expect to have to put in some work before you actually start to see some profits. Definitely. So is um, Adash Makila or or like the writing studio specifically something that you'd eventually want to take on full time? So leave your nine to five and like solely focus on that? Yes, that's the goal. Um, I think if you would ask that question like about a year or two ago, I would say, no, like I have to work full time and do this. But when I'm doing things for Adash and Michaela, I'm fulfilled at my job. I will say that I love my job. I'm definitely not looking to leave no time soon, but <laughs> I am so happy when I'm doing things for Adash and Michaela. And that's something that I want to expand on and just do every day um, in different types of spaces. And I also, so I call it an online writing studio now because eventually I want it to be an actual writing studio where entrepreneurs, writers, students, basically anyone can come create, they can write. I want it to be um, a library where we have different resources for people, different technology that people can use and come. Um, I also want people to have access to like a staff of writers, publishers, illustrators, whatever they need. Like I want this to be a place for creative to create and I know it sounds kind of cliche but that's the space that I want to create and I want that to be my full-time role like I want to be in that space almost every day when I'm not out working um, remotely or doing different things or traveling mm-hmm. but this is the life that I want to create for myself with Adash and Michaela being that foundation. Oh, I love it that sounds amazing like I love how yeah. you already have bigger plans for it like just it like expanding outside of just being in the online space so that's really awesome right thank you thank you it definitely is gonna be a journey um this entrepreneurial lifestyle is no joke <laughs> but it's a passion that i have i'm like i gotta make it happen right i love and it like five years be on the lookout for that <laughs> oh, definitely will be you do have a full-time job right now and then you're also you know managing a dash of michaela in the online writing studio And it seems like your full-time job and your side hustle are pretty similar. And I know sometimes, like, being in the creative space, it's so easy to, you know, get burnt out or just, like, not feel inspired, especially with writing um, because writer's block is just, like, such a thing. So I wanted to know, um, how do you prevent yourself from getting burned out and just, like, honestly sick of writing? For me, it's a little bit different because I'm in such a great position with my face, my full-time job. Mm-hmm. Um, since I work with marketing to students and working with so many different departments, my job isn't stale. Like, <laughs> I'm not doing the same things every day. Mm-hmm. So, it's actually fueling my creativity to when I come home, I just have this boost of like, okay, now I can do my work. Because I'm really in a space full-time that promotes creativity I have a great boss, I have a great team, and we're doing some great work with different centers, such as like the Women's Resource Center, um, the Counseling Center. So all of that work is so meaningful to me that when I'm down to do some Adash and Michaela stuff, it's just like, okay, let's go. Like my my juices are flowing from my nine to five, so let's keep it going. So I've really been blessed in that aspect, but I still do have moments where I get burnt out a little bit and still... I know in the past, my last job, my creativity was completely gone. And honestly, I had no way to kind of stop that Mm -hmm. um, burnout. But now I just make sure that I'm taking breaks because every day is not super like gone home. Like, oh, my gosh, this is such a great day. Let's go home and create. Like some days I'm like, okay, let's go home and chill. Let's sit down. 
let's not even crack open the laptop. Let's not even think about Dasha Michaela. I don't want to even get on social media and have to promote anything. So I make sure that I am intentional about taking those breaks. Mm-hmm. Um, I also do things that just keep my creative juices flowing. So I recently attended a really great networking event to where, like, after the event, I was so tired, but I was still ready to just come home and do some work because I was inspired by the other people that were surrounding me. Mm. And there are times when I'll just go to a bookstore and I'll see this really great book. And I'm like, well, one of my goals is to become an author. So I get home and I'm like, well, I need to write. I need to do something. So even though it's not heavy work that I'm doing, it's still things that I'm doing to keep my creative juices flowing. So I would just say mainly just resting, doing creative things, um, and just having the blessing of a really good full-time role, which I know everybody does this. Some people just have these roles that suck all the energy out of them. And then done that. And I really don't have any great advice for how <laughs> to get out of that. I wish I had some, but I know I just really kind of struggled until I got to my new role. Um, but just being really intentional about giving yourself breaks and giving yourself grace for not always being in a creative space. Like, that's okay. I'm the type, I used to admit that I was a writer who did not feel like writing. And I was like, mm-hmm. you know, this is the thing that's making me money, but I don't want to do it today. And that's okay. And we have those days. And so just being intentional, but also giving yourself grace when it comes to those moments. I honestly, I really appreciate your honesty about being, well, like, I love my full-time job. Um, I find it to be fulfilling because it is true. I feel like um, a lot of the time, especially with entrepreneurs and, like, you hear their stories, they're like, yeah, I was working this nine-to-five job that I hated. I couldn't, you know, I was counting down the hours until I got out of work. Um, When Sunday rolled around, I was dreading Monday just because I hated going to my job. So I think that it's honestly really refreshing to hear someone say, like, honestly, I love my job. Like, yeah, it motivates me to come home and, you know, write some more. Yeah, I used to hear the same things. Like, I would listen to podcasts and go to master classes and things like that. And people would just be like, oh, my gosh, I'm an entrepreneur because nine to five is not it for me. And I really always thought that that's how it was going to be because I did a test a few years ago to see where your strengths lie. And one of my strengths, my top strengths, I think it was, like, number two, was the entrepreneurial skill set. And so when I saw that, I was like, oh, I'm never going to be good at working full time. But and then listen to other people's stories, I just thought that that's how it had to be. So Mm -hmm. when I got this role, I was a little shocked. I was like, I'm actually excited to come to work today. And I actually want to do work when I get home. Like, it's just normal. Does this happen? And I really had to tell myself that everyone's story is different. Their journey to entrepreneurship is different. And some people I know are still working full time, love it. And are still entrepreneurs on the side and love that too and have no intentions on quitting either or. Mm-hmm. I particularly would love to quit full time at some point, but I'm not in a rush to do it. So I think it's beautiful when you can get both sides of the story. Right, definitely. Um, I really think that like our society and like our generation definitely it's like a entrepreneur life or die kind of thing like you don't want to be like slave to the man or like all this stuff and you know sometimes Mm -hmm. it's like it's like no it's a it's okay to like have a nine-to-five like you don't have to work for yourself like not everyone is meant to do that so yeah when I see when I see like those kinds of things on like Twitter or like Instagram I kind of I'm like oh brother like this is Oh my God. <laughs> not everyone needs to be an entrepreneur. Like if that were the case and like no one would have employees and it would just wouldn't be good. Thank you. And that's what I want people <laughs> to understand. Like stop 
nine to five shaming. Like, I didn't even think that was going to be a thing until we got into our generation a little bit more. And I'm just like, y'all, it's okay. Like, these are the people who we hire to do different things for us. Like, I work, some of my clients have businesses. And if they didn't work for other people, they wouldn't get the skill sets to have the businesses that they have. Right. And I would not have a client. So it's like a funnel. We all are and the ecosystem helping each other whether you have a nine to five or not and it's okay like I talked to someone the other day and they were just like I just am not entrepreneur and I respect that everybody can't be because if we're all quitting to start jobs then how are we gonna have the different things that we use every day basically exactly what to you is the hardest part about having a side hustle so for me I would say it's two things kind of equally um the first being just balancing my life with full-time work and having a side hustle. So the thing is, like, it's already hard growing a business, but when you're growing a business and you're still, even though I have a great job, it still takes up a significant chunk of my day. So a lot of my work is done in the evening time, which can be kind of tough because Mm -hmm. a lot of times I'm up and rolling in the morning, like, okay, I need to do this for my business, but... I got to chill because I actually have to go to work. So balancing that and then also just life in general, because my life has not stopped. My social life has not stopped. My health and taking care of myself has not stopped. Just different things I have to do, the different errands that I have to run, things that are unplanned, all of those things have not stopped. Mm -hmm. And I know earlier I mentioned having to put a pause on my business last year. I actually had a significant death in my family Mm -hmm. and that stopped everything. So it's like, just realizing that yes you can have an agenda but your life is going to keep going and you never know what it's going to throw at you was pretty tough for me and mm-hmm. I think I had to have that lesson and I hate it had to happen the way that it had um, happened but I'm glad I'm learning early on that it's good to plan but also know that your life is going to do what your life has to do right and some things are just beyond our control Um, And I would say the second thing, which is equally as hard to me, is kind of discerning which clients are for you. Mm -hmm. I actually just wrote a blog post called Discerning Your Bags, and it's all about just knowing which clients are right for you and which clients are not right for you, Mm -hmm. because I think I was in the mindset of just take everybody on. I need money. I need revenue. I need profits. I need my business to grow. I need everybody to, like, know who Adashi Michaela is. And we see this money coming in, and we're just like, yeah. But I had to learn that all money is not good money. Right. And it's hard when you're looking at your bills and, like, costs for your business. And you're just like, how am I going to turn down this great client? But I've learned that if it doesn't feel right, you have to listen to that. I have to listen to how my body feels when I'm talking to you during that initial consultation. I have to look at your reputation because to be quite transparent, there were some um, political opportunities for me and I just did not feel right about taking them. So Mm. that was a hard lesson for me. Um, And it's, it's definitely tough turning down money. I don't think anyone wants to turn down money and opportunities, but, you know, sometimes we have to. So I definitely think just, balancing and knowing what's right for you and what's not is pretty tough sometimes no but it's lessons that are worth learning yeah it definitely is like I know for me like, sometimes I struggle with feeling like super guilty when I'm just 
chilling like just relaxing I'm like mm-hmm. oh my gosh I have to be working on my podcast or I have to be doing this or you know I always yeah. feel like I have to be working like if I'm not working I'm not being productive and then that, and then that just means I'm like a lazy person so like getting out of right. that always working mindset is you know it's very much needed and then I love how you're like all money isn't good money like you know you have to be choosy because I know for me personally at one point like I was like oh I do social media and all this other stuff for my full-time job like why not make it a side hustle and um Mm -hmm. I tried it and I absolutely hated it like the client like I just could not get into it but I was like oh well I'm making x amount of well I'm making $30 an hour just by doing this um work for this client so like let me continue to do it but in all actuality Mm -hmm. like I hated it I wasn't into it and I was like this eventually I was like yeah no like this just isn't for me so I definitely think that you know being honest with yourself about like who you're taking on for business is super important yeah and I definitely got those moments too um because I know there was a time coming into 2020, I was seeing so many side hustle videos on YouTube, and they were like, oh, these are 10 things you can do to make more money. Oh, I hate those videos. I I found myself trying to follow every 10 of those things they would say, and I was so unhappy to the point where I was just like, Michaela, it's just a little bit of money, first of all. Let's be realistic. (laughs) I wasn't making a lot. Is it worth it? Like, is it worth the stress? Is it worth you not enjoying what you were doing? And that's when I made the decision to just fully focus on my actual business. And that's when I started to see growth in it. So I think mm-hmm. once you focus on the things that feel right for you, you're going to see that turn of profit for yourself. Yeah, but it's sure. tough when everybody's coming at you like, oh, this is what you got to do. 2020 is all about the bag, but <laughs> it has to be about the right bag. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um, so as we wrap up our conversation, I do, I do just want to ask one last question. Um, Okay. What's one tip that you've learned to help better manage your time? Hmm. My tip would have to be to just be realistic. So I have a very, like, superwoman complex where I think I can do everything. I am every woman. It's all in me. Like, that is my mindset. But I had to kind of take a step back because it got to the point where it was messed with my mental health a little bit. I was trying to do too much for too many people and trying to, you know, take care of myself at the same time, which was hard. And so now I'm a little bit more realistic about my deadlines, about the things that I can produce, um, about taking on the number of clients that I know that I can handle. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yes, we may have the capabilities to do certain things, but we also have to balance those capabilities with our mental health. And so um, I think the biggest tip for me is to just listen to my body, look at my agenda, and then talk to my body and my agenda and be like, okay, hey, girls, what are we going to be able to do this week? <laughs> because we can't take on everything. Right. So um, I would definitely say to just be realistic. And I know we hear, just like we were talking about, we hear so many YouTubers and podcasts, and they're saying 101 things that you need to be doing right now. But I would say to just filter that information, get it, and, you know, take it in, take notes, but to be realistic about what you can actually apply to your life. Because some people can do all these things. Some people are super women, and, you know, that's cool. They're Superman, whatever, that's cool. But you may not be that type of person, or you may, but just in a different way. 
So I think I just kind of had to look at myself and look at what I actually can do with what I have and how I can be beneficial to not only other people, but to myself, most importantly, and to my business. And I was just like, okay, well, it's time for me to be realistic and stop living in this Instagram fairy tale world that I'm in because it's going to stress me out. Right. So to anybody who is like me and wants to do everything, you can, but pace yourself <laughs> and give yourself realistic deadlines. Couldn't have said it better. It sounds like you're super honest with yourself about, like, what you can do, what you don't want to do. And I think that's, like, very important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then I always have that. I used to lie to myself and be like, yeah, girl, do it all. Do all the things. <laughs> and then all the things cause me to crash. Right. <laughs> and you're like, wait, hold on. I can't do all the things. Right. <laughs> but um, where can people uh, find you, get in touch with you, get in contact with you, you know, if they have some work for you possibly? Uh where can they find you at? Yeah, so definitely check out my website. It's a dash of Michaela.com. And Michaela is spelled M-I-C-H-A-E-L-A. It's Michael with the A. It's what I like to tell people. Um, I'm also on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and even Pinterest. But mainly Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at a dash of Michaela. And they can also email me at hello at a dash of com. So it's pretty easy to find me because everything is a dash of Michaela, basically. <laughs> Sounds good. 